Hello punters, welcome to a special edition of Off The Map. We're here, Lee Dalton, uh, the Everest has arrived, the Tab Everest, I should say. 1200 metres, Randwick, it's going to be a, an outstanding race. We of course saw the barrier draw there last night, a spectacular event in itself across the Harbour Bridge. And of these horses in the market, first I'll welcome you in, Lee, but secondly I'll ask you, you, of the horses that were in the market, which ones do you think fared best from the barriers? Oh, look, Brad, I believe the draw for Nature Strip's ideal out in 12 can just work across and take up that, that leading role, I believe. So very well suited drawing wide. I don't see draw, wide draws as an issue for uh, go-forward speed horses. They're probably not great draws for horses like Piarada and Santa Ana Lane, who are going to be the worst side of midfield and obviously going to need a little bit of luck getting away from the inside and, and getting a crack at those on-paces, which are your hardened on-paces like Nature Strip, Red Zell, uh, sunlight's going to be right there and probably the map, my map that we've released via the Racing New South Wales Twitter this afternoon, the map horses they like to say would be Arcadia Queen who's just going to get a perfect run around midfield, even stalking that speed, uh, it, it maps up really well for her. Yeah, I think it's a, a you're right, you said the top there, it's a, it's a lovely draw for Nature Strip, I think some punters out there will see 12 and automatically think panic stations, but the nature of him is that if he drew inside, they'd have to fire him up to find the front. So I guess they just carve across at their own speed, keep him nice and relaxed from the wide draw. That's spot on. If a horse like Nature Strip drawing one, with the pressure coming from the, the mid-barriers, you have to really rev him up early. And that necessarily isn't a good thing. If he gets racing, well, he can burn his petrol very early in the piece. But from 12, I'd say they'll begin. They'll be positive out of the barrier and just work their way across and fight the front probably after they go a furlong, I'd imagine. I think Team Redzo would be pretty happy to be outside the leader. That seems to be a position where he does a lot of his best racing. Definitely. and It, it should map up that way. Ten sovereigns draws inside of Nature Strip, but I wouldn't imagine can burn across as quickly as Nature Strip. So I've got ten sovereigns there in that next line with Sunlight, Redzel, and... Uh, Obviously, yeah, 10 sovereigns there wider. I just don't know if it has the speed to get across like what Redzel does. A lot of maps probably will have the two of them working across together, but I think Nature Strip will cross clearly and take a little bit of a gap on those those other trio. OK, what can you tell us about 10 sovereigns in terms of his pattern? It's obviously very hard for punters to line up these horses in terms of where they fit in terms of their form, but another piece of the puzzle is where they're going to settle in the run. For sure, and Ten Sovereign's a very interesting horse. Uh, we haven't actually seen Ten Sovereign's race uh, around the bend, which is quite remarkable. In saying that, only had the seven starts, but I'm sure most people will look at the uh, the form guide and see Ten Sovereign's run in a, uh, a mile race there over the Ascot Carnival, uh, Newmarket, sorry, and you'd think that being in Australia here, a mile race definitely means that it was around a bend. We only have straight racing essentially at Flemington, the 1,000 or 1,200. But all 10 sovereigns racing has been up the straight track. And on what I've seen is a much better horse when it's able to race with no horses around 10 sovereigns. So it doesn't like being cluttered up between horses. So barrier 11, they might be quite content to sit out there and give him some breathing space. How the form lines up is very difficult and so lightly raced. You have to say there's a fair bit of X factor there. Probably forgive the most recent run. That was over the 1,000 metres. It was at Group 1 level, had 61.5 uh, and wasn't overly uh, impressive, beating 7.5 lengths. But before that, most of the runs have been very, very good indeed. Yeah, I think he was just half a, half a length slow out 
in that 1,000 metre race there last time, and obviously it was race over. If he happens to do that again here, at least from the wide draw, he can still muster enough to be somewhere thereabouts. It should be a bit more forgiving here, but definitely going to be in an on-pace role. I'd be surprised if he's not in the first four. They'd have made a very bad start. That'd be the only way that we could see 10 sovereigns racing outside that on-pace bracket. Yeah, uh, Working our way through back through the field you've got sunlight just getting that lovely run up the fence arcadia queen uh, is midfield a lovely trail for her as you touched on in her time uh, do you see her pretty much rubber stamp where you've got her map in that midfield spot drawn for look it's a different way to attack things coming into this race first up uh, we don't have a lot of precedence to go by when it comes to an everest of course but comes here first up both trials been close enough but neither of those trials that have been ran along with any genuine speed so I would have thought around midfield possibly could cause a little headache for Classic Legend if they wanted to be a little bit more positive I've got Classic Legend there getting across in an off-pace position drawn directly to the outside of Red Zell racing forward of midfield maybe if in her time was to boot up it might make things a little bit more tricky there for Classic Legend. Okay yes 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 falls in behind uh, I think we've said on a previous podcast before that he's the type of horse in what we've seen from his time with Chris Waller he's generally ridden to where he draws so given he's drawn a little bit wider they'll probably take their medicine and ride him a little bit more quietly I'd imagine so been in two small fields drawn well the last couple we go back to the uh, the slipper and the run before the slipper the first runs for Chris drew wide went back so I'd imagine they'll be coming back possibly midfield just importantly to find cover there uh, and obviously Trekking's got a pretty stand pat and a good draw but it's still going to be worse than midfield and Alize from Barrier 10 is pretty cut and dry Alize will be at the tail and looking to run on and if could get the backside of it it's like yes 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 and it'll probably be ideal for them. Yeah obviously Trekking back there that's his general pattern he seems to do his best when he's ridden cold. The two talking points probably when looking at the map though I think your eye automatically goes to Santa Ana Lane. looks really tricky for him he's going to have a few potential traffic headaches navigating through the field and the same can be said for Pierrata there drawing the one definitely I, I don't think they're great draws for either of those Santa Ana Lane or Pierrata Pierrata is possibly a horse that could settle a little bit closer than I've mapped we go back to a few of those 1400 meter runs we've seen Pierrata settle in an off pace position I just struggle to see Pierrata being in front of Arcadia Queen Santa Ana Lane is pretty well stamped as a get back type and yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, everyone's always had in their mind the barrier one, two, three of the best draws, but it's a real case of horses for courses when it comes to barriers, and a horse like Santa Ana Lane, they'd much rather have drawn 10 and be sitting there where Elise is, at the rear and with clear air when they swing for home to make the run out wide, but from barrier two, it's going to take a little bit of navigation, but with the speed on, going to get his chance to run on for sure. How do you, before I let you go, how do you see this race playing out in terms of the middle stages? So this map generally is an indication of how it'll play in, in the early stages, the first couple of hundred metres. Do you think they'll try and back off in the middle or do you think Nature Troops are more inclined to, to run along? I don't think they'll get a breath here. I think we've, we've seen in the Everest rent today, people have said this will be a fast tempo and Red Zell's been able to control. I think now everyone's going to be saying, well, there's no good letting Redzel have a picnic on pace, be that leading or sitting just off nature strip. So it's going to be on from the get-go here. Ten sovereigns adds a little bit more spice into it. So I'd say we're going to have a brutally run 1,200 metres and, and it's going to be purely come down to the, the best run, the right sprinter in, the, in a 1,200 metre, a proper run race is going to be the victor of the Tab Everest this year. Yeah, OK. Well, on that note, I think we'll leave it. I think it's a nice little... 
place to, to leave it. I think, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a fascinating race and be very interesting to see how it plays out. Hopefully that for the punters out there it offers a little edge in terms of how the race could potentially be run. And best of luck if you are having a punt on the Tab Everest. Thanks for your time, Lee. Thank you, Brad. And we may do another one later in the week with the rest of the program. Just circumstances surrounding that are up in the air at the moment. Alrighty. Thank you, mate. <laughs> so, okay, thank you. Bye-bye.